Labour leader Chris Hipkins has dropped an election year bombshell from the other side of the world, confirming his party won't introduce a capital gains or wealth tax under his leadership. The commitment came as a slew of documents revealed Labour had in fact been looking to introduce such a tax. The decision is testing Labour's relationship with its coalition partners, with one saying Mr Hipkins' call has effectively ended negotiations before polls have even opened. Here's our political reporter Katie Scotcher. Finance Minister Grant Robertson confirming what some suspected the government had been secretly working on major tax changes for months. There was significant work done on a tax switch. That admission prompted by the release of hundreds of documents which revealed the government was looking to introduce the policy as part of this year's budget. It wanted to slap a 1.5% tax on wealth over $5 million. It wouldn't have applied to the family home. That new tax would have paid for a tax-free threshold of $10,000, which would have seen most people save $20 per week. But a month out from Budget Day, Prime Minister Chris Hipkins pulled the pin. It's an idea that clearly I think had some merit. I wouldn't have put so much work into it if I didn't think that it had merit. Uh, But I also am a team player. In recent weeks, Labour discussed taking the policy to the election. But those conversations ended with Mr Hipkins making a captain's call, ruling out a wealth or capital gains tax under his leadership. He says in a statement Labour doesn't have the mandate to introduce the policies. It didn't campaign on the taxes at the last election. Mr Hipkins says now is not the time for a major tax system shake-up, with many households struggling with the cost of living. I do think that the Labour Party have got this wrong. Yes, I do. The move has disappointed Labour's potential support partners. Both want to introduce a wealth tax. Greens co-leader James Shaw says if Labour needs his party's support after the election, the Greens will negotiate for one. The one thing that they should not be doing, or that any political leader, I think, can do, is to rule anything out categorically about the shape of the next government. To Party Māori co-leader Debbie Nadi Wapaka shares that sentiment. She says Mr Hipkins' decision limits her party's willingness to work with Labour. We've got a Prime Minister that is prepared and basically saying that what's going on is OK and status quo, then he has effectively ended any discussions before we've even met. It's that response that makes ACT leader David Seymour suspect Mr Hipkins would be forced to reconsider his decision if Labour is in a position to form a government come October. I think the Greens and Te Pāti Māori are credible enough in their threat that they can win a face-down with Labour Uh, leading to the introduction of further taxes on capital. National leader Christopher Luxon says today's revelation proves voters can't trust Labour or Mr Hipkins when it comes to tax. It's very difficult to work out what he stands for and all he's doing is he's actually uh, just being politically expedient and going to say and do anything in order to win an election. Labour is promising to release its election tax policy soon. Today's move was to try to take some heat out of the tax debate but no doubt it will continue fiercely right up until Election Day. Our political editor, Jane Patterson, is travelling with the Prime Minister to the NATO summit in Lithuania and joins us now. Jane, why has Chris Hipkins ruled this out and why now? 
The rollout from Chris Hipkins was probably always going to come when Labor released its tax plan. He had indicated that they would lay out their um, their plans in terms of what they would promise and what they wouldn't. And I suppose the expectation was that it wouldn't include a capital gains tax and potentially wouldn't include a wealth tax. So it's come about he's been, I suppose, pushed into an earlier position because those budget documents have to be released within a certain time of the budget. They came out and they showed these plans, um, particularly for that wealth tax that have been going on for quite some time, the work that started under Jacinda Ardern. But as you heard in Katie's package, the combination of those weather events and the worsening economic Activity and also, I imagine the political pressure on Labour uh, meant that Chris Hipkins took the call ahead of the budget and then uh, and backed away from those plans. But it's the release of those papers that shows that work was underway. That means he's now had to address that directly, and he's taken one step further and ruled out uh, those changes again for the election. So, what does it mean for other parties, you know, opposition and potential coalition partners? Well, it's an interesting negotiating position, isn't it? Because Labour has really been hit hard in the last couple of elections over tax. Uh, they really suffered when National started um, talking up the taxes that they were going to levy on New Zealanders if they got into power. However, the wealth tax in particular is uh, an idea of the Greens that they're very keen on, and they are going to under the current polling, Labour will need the Greens and potentially to Party Māori to put together a government. So to say even before you go to the polls, well, one of your major tax policies, um, we've just ruled that out, it really throws that relationship up and really the Greens would be left wondering, well, what are we going to be able to leverage out of out of this if we do have the numbers? And they, they may potentially be, obviously, in a much stronger position in terms of the Greens this election. Labour had a majority last time. They're really going to need those parties and to party Māori. Um, so it'll be not it'll be very interesting to see how those parties respond in terms of whether they are still willing to actually negotiate and in good faith with Labour. And there was a bad poll for Labour yesterday. What's the Prime Minister been saying about that? A messy few weeks, he said. It was taken around the time that uh, Michael Wood had um, just been had resigned. Um, there were stories about Kitty Allen. Obviously, there'd been weeks of controversy in the lead-up to that, too, with Stuart Nash. So he acknowledged that, basically, the government had taken its eye off the ball. He said that he keeps giving the message, and he has heard the message loud and clear from New Zealand voters, that they want him to focus on the issues that matter. And that has been a big um, priority of his. We've seen the savings and reprioritisation through the year, but it is the ministerial conduct and the ministerial mistakes that keep coming back and hitting him on the face, often too when he's overseas. Um, for example, Kitty Allen's story came out about her when he was in Beijing in a huge leader uh, meeting with President Xi. So, it, it, look, it really gets the feeling that uh, Labour support is ebbing away. You're seeing, interestingly, the uh, some of the smaller parties, to Party Māori, New Zealand First, nudging up into that 5% um, threshold that they need to get over the line for Parliament. So Labour's in trouble here. We are less than 100 days hurtling towards a general election. I asked Chris Hipkins yesterday, do you have time to recover? He said, yes, that was it. But uh, uh, the public really is starting to lose confidence 
in the government, if you can take this poll number, five five points is a big hit. And again, it's the proximity of the election that's such a big problem for it. It's a big one to turn around in such a short time. Thanks for that, Jane. That's our political editor, Jane Patterson, joining us live there from Lithuania.